what do you say? 45 minutes? Let's aim for it. We are not going to hit it. We just did a 30-minute sound test. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to... Hey, it was 20. Come okay, on. all right. Okay. Well, actually, we did two. <laughs> yeah, we did two sound tests that were both 20 minutes, so... Uh, yeah. It's Nevs, and welcome back. What just happened? Yes, back to another episode of Pottery Class. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Charlie. Charlie, how's it going, buddy? Are you doing the whole podcast as Christopher Walken, or just the intro? What are you talking about? Christopher Walken is here. Oh, wow. No, <laughs> no that is a uh, a an impression that I've spent way too much time working on. Okay. It's no good. It's no good, but it's... Uh, I felt like it was appropriate for what we're what this show's right. this episode's about. Right, we're talking about acting. We are. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, happy new year, buddy. Yeah, twenty nineteen. New year, new pod. Yeah, new 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 years. New studio too. Yes, new studio. Uh, I just turned away from the mic, so that probably <laughs> wasn't great. But I um, hope you have uh, you've had a good start to the new year. Yeah, it's been yeah yeah the the new year itself in fact started out spectacularly. It's it's a bit of a rocky time in sort of my career for some yeah. reasons we don't need to get into, but um but uh but no things have been things have been good good, and I hope all the listeners out there uh you guys had a good holiday season a good start to the new year, and uh, are ready to to listen to some great some great podcast episodes yeah or yeah. this one or or this <laughs> one yeah all uh, all six of you yeah. we added I think we added. One and a half since our last episode. All right, we'll 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 we'll, we'll not get cocky. When, <laughs> once we get up to 10, 10, like double digits is the territory to be. So, uh, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, the Oscars are upon us. Movie mm-hmm. award season is upon us. Um, so, Charlie, why don't you tell the folks at home what what we're going to be discussing this episode? Yeah. So this is going to be our version of the Oscars episode. Um, we talked about doing this last year, but due to some unforeseen issues, we didn't end up recording this last year. But we wanted to talk about um, not only the things that we... So so, so uh, the major distinction, I think, um, between what we're doing... So we're going to talk about um, like our, our favorite picture of the year. Um, we're going to talk about video game and shows that we've played. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite song, actor, actress, and scenes from movies. And the thing that we really wanted to do differently is the Oscars really tries to come up with objective criteria for art. And um, through that process, I think that they distance themselves from what a lot of people see. They certainly distance themselves from like what I see. So I would say that on average, um, I typically end up seeing over the next couple of years, about half of the Oscar Best Picture nominees. And often that's because they are the Oscar Best Picture nominees. But um, this year, for example, out of the eight movies that are nominated, I've seen one. Nevin, you've seen four of them? I've seen four. And yep. you, and how many of those have you seen only because we're doing this episode? Um, I'd say... I'd say two. Yeah, so like yeah. just just on your own, just like naturally, you would have seen two of them. But they... Uh, yeah, but there were... There were... I mean, I do still want to see 
some others that I haven't seen yet, and Same. I would, I would, but just in preparation for this, I decide to kind of shift that timeline up a little bit and, and watch them just so we could talk about them. Yeah, and and same. Like there are yeah. a couple more that um uh, I want to see. Um, so I've I've seen uh I've only seen Black Panther um of the eight nominees, but I'm also pretty excited to see both A Star Is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. And I would have seen them if um I, I'll probably see them in the next year. Yeah, and you've seen I've seen Black Panther, A Star Is Born, Bo Rap. And Black Klansman? Black Klansman. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so anyway, that was a lot of talking about the Oscars. But basically, the thing that we're really trying to do to distinguish is, first off, we're only going to talk about for um, the actual, uh, our quote-unquote nominees and our choices, we're only going to talk about the movies that we've already seen. Um, so there will be some omissions. Um, and I'll actually even talk about some of the movies that I haven't seen within the context of where they probably would have fit into my list, assuming that they're as good as critics say that they are. Um, and we wanted to do this um, and not only talk about the objective criteria that make um, a movie good or an actor good, but some of the more subjective criteria, some of the things that are important to us, but maybe aren't um, a perfect portrayal of a character, but um, they're doing uh, something that other people aren't doing, or they're doing a lot of it, or um, a scene that particularly resonated with us, which may not be objectively, artistically the greatest moment in cinematic history for this year, but is really important to us or um, just resonated really hard in a way that we wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah, more. I think the resonate part is is how I chose my uh, my selection for at least best best scene and we'll go through the the, the categories that we're going to talk about um, again I think this episode is centered around the movies but we are also going to be talking about uh, TV shows the Golden Globes just happened yep. the Golden Globes talk about TV shows we're going to be talking about that we're also going to be talking about video games um, since we both love playing video games but those are going to be two two additional categories um, to the movie categories that we're going to be uh, discussing as well yeah, so um, so basically the things to take away are one, we haven't seen all the movies, so we're only going to vote from the ones that we have seen. I, I've seen about 18 movies this year that were released this year. You've seen probably about that, that probably, territory. Yeah, yeah, I think probably uh, around 15 or so. Yeah, yeah 10 to um, 15. Great, and um, and then so and then we're going to choose based on this sort of resonance criteria. The things that oh, these are probably closer to our favorite choices for these categories as opposed to them being what may be the best. Yeah, because I mean, we haven't, like you said, we haven't seen everything, so we can't really pick, you know, the best out of. Because you would think the best is just the best out of everything. Yeah, right? and there's also there's also just some places where it's just really hard to compare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to compare apples to oranges, though it's a that's a stupid saying because they're both round fruit and they're very comparable. Like I don't I don't understand. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but like like for example, like in our best scene category, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But like, how do you compare a sure. really good comedic scene to a very strong dramatic scene? Right, right. Um, but yeah. So uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, I think. Um, why don't we go ahead and just list our uh, our categories? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna start uh, with favorite video game, mm-hmm. and I think we agreed that this would be out of the video games that were released in 2018. Yes, everything is just. Out of things that were released in 2018. Yeah, uh, just well, well, we'll we'll get to some of the subsets. Um, yeah. Then we have best best TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll go. Then we'll shift into the movies, and we'll talk about best soundtrack, best song or soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll do best actor, best actress, best scene, best picture, 
and then we each have a, a special award that we're going to be uh, adding in uh, towards the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll talk about that each of these categories as we get to them yeah. a little bit more. So let's jump right in and talk about yeah. video games. So um, one thing that I want to add in here before, uh, I'll let you talk about yours yours first, I think. Um, but uh, one thing I want to add is, uh, so I included in the consideration for this list, I don't think it actually came up. No, it did come up. I included for this things that came out of open beta and um, landed in what I would con- into full release. Um, and that's relevant for one of my picks, but I, just in terms of criteria. So this isn't just games we played this year. It's games that were released this year or games that came out of open beta into okay. release this year. Perfect. Um, so this was kind of easy for me. I, I honestly haven't played as many newer games mm-hmm. as I would have liked. Um, I played like the Madden ones that came up yep. this year. Um, but really, the majority of the games I played came out... Um, in 2017, I, I got the uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo Classics, mm-hmm. and those are just, they have like 30 or 40 games loaded on that are just, it's all nostalgia. Yeah. These games that I grew up playing, the Super Nintendo was the first console I ever, I ever owned. Yeah, same. And um, so just kind of playing all those games again, that's what's, what I've been, uh, my free time and the time that I've been able to spend playing games, that's what I've been playing. But my favorite game of 2018 was the spider-man game that was released for the playstation 4 it was and i've played some of the older ones before and they've always been fun but this was just something completely different Mm -hmm. i mean the feel you really feel like you're web sling through new york city the graphics are amazing um the voice acting just everything about that game is just top notch and i know it's already been in the conversation yeah. for game of the year mm-hmm. uh, if it hasn't won already so, um, some people some people have put in there my interpretation is that a lot of people yeah. are putting it in like sort of near the top but okay. it's not quite breaking through to that perfect yeah. category um but sony just did a great job and i've i've had so i i haven't even finished the game yet but it's just like what I, the time that i've spent playing i think i'm 40 or 50 percent through it's just been unbelievable. The story is great. Everything about that game is great. Yeah, so uh, I'll echo that. So, so without spoiling too much, that that was on my honorable mention list. So that didn't okay. that didn't break through to my top, my number one. But I actually, um, I I loved I loved the game. This is a great year for Spider Man. Like just across the board, um, Spider Man has been really coming back into the popular consciousness and not only just showing up but showing up in good properties right mm. we got the marvel spider-man far from home we got his um appearance in civil war right we got um well i guess that was a couple of years ago yeah um then we got his his big role in infinity war mm-hmm. we got spider-man into the spider-verse and we got the spider-man video game um and they've all been really really excellent versions um so i actually have played through the whole thing and uh i, I actually played through the whole thing while my girlfriend was <laughs> really really sick right right uh, right at the beginning of the year um so so my recollection of the game is a lot of like her like snoring as yeah. she's like bailed out on like nyquil okay. um but i i really enjoyed it so i'll yeah. say that the reason that it didn't break through for me is because while i agree that it was i i think it's very comfortably one of the best superhero video games that we've had yeah. and that, that that's not saying I don't say that lightly uh, I'm a big Marvel Ultimate Alliance fan um, but uh, but there were a part there were parts of it that sort of I think 
I think didn't break through into that really, really monumental territory mm. for me. So I thought some of the stuff that they did, well, uh, maybe I shouldn't spoil stuff. Um, some of the decisions that they made with villains, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't really, really blown away by. Um, and some of the sort of side stories that I think that they were including because they were planning on spinning them into another, um, uh, into a follow-up franchise. Um, I was a little bit, I felt like they dragged a little bit. Um, in in particular, one thing that I think a a lot of the critics have talked about are like sort of these side little parts where you're one of Spider-Man's friends and you have to suddenly sneak around like... Uh, like a museum or oh, something. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I, yeah. I think that those those kind of drag the drag the game to a standstill. Okay. Um, but overall, the the core of it is that playing it makes you feel like Spider Man. You want to be yeah, Spider-Man. yeah, yeah. It's and yeah, yeah. I I agree completely. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so so my my for my category, I want to I want to start by saying that I haven't played either. Um, yeah, same thing. I haven't played a lot of the games that came out this year, so I haven't played um, Red Dead Redemption Two or God mm. of War Three. Uh, Whatever this this is just God of War. This year's right? God of War. Yeah. Um, uh, which have both been in a lot of contention for yeah be, for best. That's game. another one. I have God of War. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'll get around to it being eventually. Being an adult just, is hard sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so one of my mentions that I wanted to talk about was the Spider-Man game, but we just talked about that. Another one that I want to talk about is Luminous Remastered or Lumens, depending on who who you don't think I know whether you're a GIF person or a GIF person. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's okay if you don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a block puzzle game where you clear blocks to music. It's um, it gets my vote for best puzzle game since Tetris. I really wow. truly put in that level, and yeah. I think that a not crazy person could make an argument that it is a better game, a better puzzle game than Tetris. Okay. Um, it, I, I, I don't think that's how strong I feel about it. I think, I think I would put, I think Tetris is just the classic. Yeah. Um, but this is sort of like a, in, in some ways a modern reimagining of Tetris and it's an excellent game. I absolutely truly loved it on the PSP. And I think this version of it, um, like on the switch and, um, and, and most importantly now cross platform. Mm. So, like a lot of people can play it. One of the things that's great about Tetris is you can play it on like a graphing calculator, right? right? You can right. play it on anything. <laughs> and this is in that category and it should, it, 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 I, more, I'd like more people to know about Luminous. Yeah. That said, it's also just a re, re-release of essentially the same game with a couple of different modes that I don't think add an earth shattering new realm to it. Um, can I get that on my TI-83? Uh, Luminous or Tetris? Luminous. Luminous, probably not. Tetris, okay. for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I have that on my, on okay, my yeah, TI-83, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a, that, that is an old joke. It's an old joke, but it, it checks out. Yeah. Do, do kids, do people still have to do graphing calculators in school? I mean, can I, I have no idea. I still have mine. Yeah, um, same. I don't know if kids need to... to I don't know what they we should. We should have resold them when we were younger. I know. I feel like math is just so different now. Yeah, the Common Core stuff. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. But but so anyway, not to get too derailed. So um so the the point I wanted to make is Luminous is kind of a re-release that um takes a modern uh takes a classic game and updates it to um sort of a new um sort of the modern age. And my choice for best game um I think does that too. So I chose Beat Saber, the VR um mm. uh, block slicing game. Oh yeah. Um for my best game of for my oh. best slash favorite game of the year 
And I think that it's doing the same thing. I don't think it's breaking the mold. It's not like no one has ever slashed blocks in time to music. (laughs) But this is the first game that has made me really, really lean into VR. Everything else until this point has felt like a cool gimmick, but a gimmick. Whereas Beat Saber, and uh, I'm not, it, it didn't come out this year, but um, but Super Hot VR is another one that I feel like is really in that category. But Beat Saber in particular was the first thing that made me want to get a VR rig. Okay. And it's the kind of game where it would lose so much of what makes it what it is not being in virtual reality, sure, just in the sure. 3D play. So, so to me, that's the game that I think I'm going to look back five years from now and and think about with great excitement and great joy. Whereas, you know, Luminous is going to be Luminous and Spider-Man is, we're going to be playing Spider-Man, sure. Sony Spider-Man 3. Right, and it's going right. to be really good, but it's probably going to be an inter, a reimagining. Of, right. Like, it's going to be this game plus um, some other sure. what so, so is that its own separate console? Uh, so Beat Saber the, is available. Saber? I think it's available on the place. Uh, I'm not sure if it for sure if it's on the PlayStation okay. VR, but it's available on the um, uh, the Vive, the the HTC Vive VR oh. system. So you run it off a computer out I of Steam. See. Okay. Or that's how I played it. I think it is available on PS4 now. Okay. The P- P- PS VR or whatever. And um, I'd, I'd highly recommend giving it an op- giving it. A, a yeah, I've been game. wanting to try because you know every time I'm in the mall, I'll pass by like the Microsoft store and they have their VR stuff set up and. The, one, I'm just so afraid of people watching me look like an idiot mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that I haven't tried it, but I really want to try VR. I haven't, like, I, I guess I've always been waiting for it to be good enough. Mm-hmm. It's, I, yeah, sorry. But it sounds like this is good enough, so, this is or where, better than, than, you know, good enough. So, so. I've, I've played a couple other things where, like, you know, um, like, uh, Gorn is one where you're sort of, like, in, like, a, an arena and you're fighting big, yeah. like, big, beefy, oh, yeah, beefy guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that's fun, but, like, it doesn't, it doesn't do a lot with the VR other than you're in the experience. Sure. So it's like kind of a good workout uh, if you play the challenge, but yeah. it lasts for like hours and hours. <laughs> um, but, th- and, and um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I feel bad. Um, there's a, a three dimensional adventure game where you can sort of explore like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of a, a oh, wow. environment. Hmm. And that one, that one also is like, it's fun, but it's not a game changer. Beat Saber is a game changer. It okay. it is a game that I don't think could uh, that it, it would not be able to exist in a three dimensional way in anywhere near as satisfying an environment. Um, Beat Saber is also kind of incredible because you put on a helmet, you can give it to someone who's basically never played a video game before, and it's very very intuitive. Blocks are flying at you. Hit yeah. the blocks. Right. You have a red thing and a blue thing. Yeah. Hit the red blocks with the red thing and the blue blocks with the blue thing. And there's more subtlety to that. You have to like sure. you have to like dodge out of the way of things and watch right. out for mines. Yeah, but I've seen is... I've seen the some you know the gamers who post their mm-hmm. videos on YouTube. I've watched some of their their gameplays. Uh, it does, it looks really fun. It's so yeah. simple, but it looks really really fun. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable and simple in a way that I think. Um, and I've actually had this conversation with other people, but I I actually think it's like a great example of so something like Guitar Hero. You pick up the guitar and you have sort of this abstract connection between colored buttons and a lever. Yeah. Um, and you have to learn the order of the buttons and then learn which finger that is associated with. With Beat Saber, I put a helmet on you, I give you two sticks, and you have to kill blocks with sticks as the blocks come towards you. Yeah. Yeah. So should we just jump right into TV show? Yeah. So for TV show, again, I did. Um, I included in my list anything that um, w- had at least one episode of a season come out this, Got it. this year. Okay. So some of them... Um, uh, leaned. I think one of my honorable mentions um, bridges between last year and this year. But. Okay. So 
The, my first honorable mention that I want to talk about a little bit is Barry. Um, it's an HBO show, um, and it's about um, kind of a messed up guy who's trying to... Uh, so he's a, a contract... You learn this in the first, like, 10 seconds of the movie of the show. Yeah, pr- probably the first, like, five minutes. But um, uh, he's a contract killer who um, is... Um, trying to not be a contract killer anymore, trying to re, re, reinsert himself into society. And he actually does this because he, he ends up taking an acting class, kind of like an improv sort of, not really improv, but like that that level of like disdainful quality <laughs> acting class. Yeah. Um, and the acting in it is spectacular. The premise is not shockingly new, but there are a lot of really, really good performances in it. Um, the the twists and turns aren't like M Night Shyamalan level twists and turns. They're all things that you wouldn't be floored by. Yeah. But they're good. They're right. well executed. The writing's really good, and there's a lot of emotional connectivity. And uh, or I had a lot of um, an emotional um, uh, interaction with it. And I really like Bill Hader. Um, and yeah, it's, Bill it's, Hader's great. And it's him in a more serious role, but it really showcases his acting capability more broadly. And is this on Showtime? It's on HBO, I HBO, think. Yeah. okay. And then who's the other... I'm blanking on his name. He plays uh, the Fonz. Isn't he oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, God, I can't think of his name. But yes, the guy, the guy who plays the Fonz is the acting yeah, teacher. And um, he won, didn't he win like an Emmy for the first time? Or a... Did he win an award for that for his performance? It was his first time I winning. I can't believe that I can't remember his name, but that's really funny. Yeah, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. He plays. He he's and he's really really good in it yeah. too. Um, uh, yeah. No, it's a it's a good it's a good show. Yeah. But um, but so that one wasn't didn't didn't break the mold for me. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about a little bit, which unfortunately we just found out got canceled a couple months ago, is um, great news. Um, it's by a couple of the people from 30 Rock, and uh, it, uh, the, the writer is Tracy Wigfield, um, and I'm blanking on her name, but the, the actress that plays the main character um, in Great News is one of the best comedic actresses I've seen, um, hmm. like, ever. I, I think she's truly that good. Um, I really hope that she, she lands in something else good. Um, but great news, uh, season one and two were just, I didn't expect them. I, I literally like kind of happened on them. Yeah. And they are, uh, I, I'm really disappointed that it was canceled because it yeah. feels like it could have easily been our next office, our next Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah, really that good. Um, the writing is so tight and it's so on point. It's really, it's got, it's got a lot of great stuff going and on. And what, what, where was, what? Um, channels that I don't know. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, just... Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. I think it's season one is on Netflix and season two is on Hulu. Something weird okay. like that. But um, uh, but check it out. Um, it's 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 great. Um, okay, one more. So I want to talk about something real quick because I don't have it on here. So um, Daredevil season three. So I'm a big big fan of the the Netflix um, uh, television shows. The Netflix Marvel television shows. Um, I, I think they vary pretty wildly between like Jessica Jones season one being truly like a plus and like uh, I don't know like Defenders being kind of like mediocre yeah. but still pretty enjoyable. Um, Daredevil also just got canceled. Yep. Um, sadly. And, yeah, I agree. Sadly, and I I will and and now I feel like a lot of the praise for Daredevil season three has been like that. Oh man, it's like returning to form. It's like truly like a knockout. It's incredible. I'm not sure I'm that sold. I it was a really good season. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as season one. I do think it was better than season two. And um, oh my god, I gotta have like a list of actors. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing Kingpin yeah. is just 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 a delight 
it is it is spectacular um i he deserves so much praise i loved him on law and order on the version of law and order that he was on but him transitioning into a full bad guy but also retaining a lot of that heart maybe heart isn't the right word being a bad guy that you could almost imagine yourself being if you were if you were at that level and repeatedly thwarted by this person uh, it was really good, um, but but and it's I, believable. You know, yes, his transition absolutely. into a a villain is so believable based absolutely. on you know what the, his background and yeah. what he's experienced. Yeah, um, but uh, but it was it was really good. I think it I think it deserves um, props, and it's a shame that they're they've gotten canceled. But okay, all right, that was a lot of talking to build up to um, uh, the the fifth season of a long running show that is still going and I'm really excited about but so I my best show of 2018 was Brooklyn Nine-Nine season 5 mm. um there are so many I think some of my I think like four out of my 10 maybe favorite episodes in Brooklyn Nine-Nine were in season 5 um the Halloween heist this year um which ends with like a surprise that's just genuinely emotional in a in a really really resonant way the final episode of the season where um uh, uh i don't think it's a huge spoiler that jake and amy get married um the episode where sterling k brown comes in and plays mm. a serial killer or i'm sorry not a serial killer just a murderer um is just <laughs> It's one of the tightest episodes of television I have ever seen. It's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Just moment to moment, beat to beat, there's just no wasted space. And it's so, it, 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 it yo-yos between severely, emo- from both emotional, um, uh, having this really strong emotional core, while also jumping back to comedy and really good writing. Um, season five of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So is, is that the season after they were, Canceled. It was the last season on Fox. Now they're current, like literally right now, they're in like I think episode like five or six of season okay. six. Oh wow! Okay, on um, NBC now. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a show that's been on my radar. I just haven't been. I just haven't sat down and and, and watched it. It's but I've heard so many good things. It's great, so and it's uh, it's it. something you can just start from the beginning and just go. Like you don't need to like bounce around and like you don't. It's not like Parks and Rec where you yeah. probably want to skip season one and then just jump into the show. That's good, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to check both or all three of those shows. I mean, Daredevil I've, I've watched. And actually, mm-hmm. Daredevil is my my right. favorite TV show of 20, uh, 2018. If if I had seen Better Call Saul, I have not seen season okay. three of Better Call Saul, which was uh, released this year. Um, that would probably be on my list, but I just haven't sat down and watched it. Um, I'll add that to my list of things yeah. to watch because I've been I, – I, I sort of – because it was a spinoff of um, Breaking Bad, I was sort of hesitant to get into it. I was it, too. I was too. I mean, but it took, it's worth so it. you know, I was. It took me a while to watch Breaking Bad just because I was I was late to that whole thing. I just I was like, oh, it's a show about drugs, mm-hmm. eh. and then I finally just sat down and watched it. And Breaking Bad is one of the best shows I've ever seen. I agree completely. And I was just like, you know, I was. I felt the same way about Better Call Saul, where oh, it's a spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be as good. Yeah. And I watched it, and it's arguably better oh, than sh- Breaking shoot, Bad. Shoot, shoot, shingles. Um, yeah, it's it's unbelievably good, and the best part about it is, 
or maybe it's not the best part, but my favorite part is that they are they're clearly building up to merging the, those two timelines where oh. Breaking Bad started and Better Call Saul ended. Okay. Because because Better Call Saul is, is happens before yeah. the Breaking Bad timeline. So um so they're working their way up to that and I mean the first two seasons were absolutely amazing. Just okay. the the character the character development and just the interactions between all these characters and then they also bring in characters that we got to know and love and hate mm-hmm. in in Breaking Bad. So it's um Again, I'm talking a lot about a show I haven't seen yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, but you, you, can, you can talk about the first two yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to watch that. And uh, I think uh, it probably would have made my list if if I'd seen it. But Daredevil season three does make my list. Um, I just think it was a nice way to go back to what made them I totally a really agree. good show. And to bring back Kingpin. Yep. One of my favorite incarnations of Kingpin was from the Spider-Man animated series. And this is as close to that as I think any, you know, mm-hmm. as I've seen in any movie or or television show or whatever. Um, he just did such an amazing job. And I mean, mm-hmm. the whole cast. And I have to be a little biased having a brown... You know, yeah. Oh my brown, god, uh, um, actors. The standout from the the, the show for, for, from the season for sure. Yeah. I, I I I'm I, I can't remember his name. The FBI agent. Yeah, it was Nadim. Nadim, agent Nadim, yeah. and his wife. Yes. Um. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. They were great, and just to see them on on screen in in a, in the Marvel universe. Yep. Was uh, it made me proud. So yeah. I I that that definitely helped make my. Uh, Make my decision, but yeah, man, it was such a such a great yeah. A great and, I mean, and and to be maybe maybe to add a little bit more nuance to why it didn't it, it really sure. didn't get there for me is honestly I was not blown away by Karen Page and Foggy Nelson this season. Uh, yeah, I thought that their, yeah. their storylines didn't really hold. They didn't really hold my interest in the way that I, I was absolutely riveted with everything having to do with Matt Murdock, the yeah. Daredevil. I loved everything with Kingpin. I loved everything with Nadine. That whole his whole arc of just the world falling down around him. It's unbelievable. Like, what would you do? Start to finish. I, I think do? I would have done almost exactly. I, 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 I hope that I am a good enough person to have done the thing that yeah uh, without too much of spoiling to, to have his turn back but i absolutely think i would have done the, i would have made the same mistakes that right. he made Ugh. i don't know how else you would have i don't know how else you can interact with right. the world right. um yeah uh no that that him vincent d'onofrio and um the guy who plays matt yeah. murdoch sorry Char- I think his name is Charlie something. His name's Charlie. I forget his last name. But... Uh, anyway, um, okay. Next next year, next year when we do this breakdown, <laughs> actors' right. names. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but um, no, they were all. That was all really, really. That if it had just been that, I think it would have probably broken it for me. But it felt like there was a lot. And and this is a classic complaint that I have with the Netflix yeah. series that almost all of them feel like they have a lot of filler. And to to Karen Page though. I think I think her storyline was kind of um, boring and and kind of pointless up to a point. I wouldn't. Have I even think said it was that scene and... when she went to to Kingpin's. Uh, but that that was just like I, all I, I don't know. All I, I could think was like, oh my god, why are you doing this? Yeah. So I, like, I I was I was yeah. just like 
edge of my seat the whole, the yeah. whole time. It yeah. was, okay, it was right. great. Yeah. yeah. But again, and, and, and I mean, that's, and that's and the beauty of this. Of this uh, and I don't think I would say either. I, I don't think boring or pointless are how I would characterize yeah. them. I would just characterize them as suffering by comparison. Yeah. Um, okay. And and maybe not maybe not at the level where like okay here's the thing I would watch a show of, I would watch a movie about Agent Neem I would watch a movie about Vincent D'Onofrio playing Kingpin I would watch a movie about Daredevil I wouldn't watch a movie about Karen Page or Foggy Nelson that's fair from this season season one I yeah I, I actually yeah Foggy Nelson was one, probably my favorite character from season one yeah I completely agree um, but but unfortunately yeah. I mean. I, Inadvertently, I think they put him into too good of a position, and there wasn't a lot to do with him. And also, we can't forget Bullseye being yeah, introduced. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I liked his performance a lot, but it felt more sort of by the numbers supervillain. Mm. Whereas, like, and again, I think suffering by comparison yeah. too. But, but Bullseye. Uh, maybe people who are more familiar with the comics can correct me. Yeah. But my understanding is that Bullseye is kind of a by the numbers supervillain. He's sort of just a just a sociopathic monster yeah that's what that's that's how i uh that's that's the the, that the, the the daredevil comics that i've read um have all sort of put him into that sure that realm. um but yeah i think people should go watch all these shows i think they're really good yeah daredevil daredevil straight through i think all three seasons really hold up jessica jones season one i really like luke cage season one yeah. i really like luke cage season two i think felt like there was a lot of filler Punisher I really liked and then Defenders I I would have predicted from the beginning that Defenders would be the one I'm most excited for and honestly it is the one that is the most forgettable to me and um, I feel like I watched it I just don't remember it must have been that yeah like, I, I'm I, pretty sure I watched I, it I also I definitely watched it and I can pick out like moments that I love from like Daredevil season one like Kingpin's speech at the end or like um, Daredevil putting on the suit for the first time yeah uh, sorry, Kingpin's um, uh, a Good Samaritan speech, which is one of my favorite villain monologues of all in all of media. Um, like Punisher season one has like a couple of like like the construction scene. Um, I haven't seen Punisher yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've pu- seen Punisher. Punisher yet. is worth worth okay. watching. I Punisher is one of my least favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic. Hmm. Uh, sorry, in the Marvel comics. Yeah, because he just feels very one note, and also there's not a lot you can do with him because he kills his villains, sure. so you can't develop good villains. Um, but uh, but his portrayal in the in the Netflix series I really enjoyed and like talk about like I think one of the things I talk about a lot when I'm talking about violence in movies is using your violence effectively mm. like um, so one of the things that I'm not really connected to in a lot of horror movies and by this I'm really glossing a lot of the horror genre into into itself is that there's a lot of what I would truly classify as gratuitous violence. Violence for the sake of shock and um, horrific reaction. Whereas by comparison, something like, um, uh, I don't know, um, The Wrestler has like real, the violence, the violence is there and it matters and it, it, it impacts you. Good, good superhero right. media, for example, like it makes that it make it, you have to earn your fight scenes. Right. Punisher has v- severe, brutal violence that like is the, to the level where I would say if you are squeamish about it, you probably want to pass. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, huh. it's it's not quite Game of Thrones, but it's real close. Yeah. Uh, and there and it, there's a lot of it regularly. And, but it matters to the story. It, it informs the characters. It is earned, for lack of a better word. Um, but anyway, so I, I can think of 
these standout moments in each of these series. And then when I think about the Defender standout moments, like I just kind of remember fight scenes that are fine. Yeah. That was good, man. I think this is a good time to take a break and then yeah. we'll jump into the movie categories. Yeah, and we'll do all the movies together. Yeah. All right. We will be back after this. Today's episode of Pottery Class is brought to you by the Academy Awards, honoring excellence in writing by giving out Emmy Awards to cats. All right, we are back and uh, we're going to jump into the movie categories. So uh, next up we have best soundtrack or favorite soundtrack or yeah best song or soundtrack yeah best song or soundtrack um so i so my 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 best song is going to go to all the stars from the black panther okay. soundtrack and, and black panther is my favorite soundtrack of 2018 i mm-hmm. just thought that what kendrick did with with the music um was perfect from start to finish i mm-hmm. mean it really set the tempo for the movie and and every Every uh, song was just perfectly uh, placed, um, depending on what was going on in, in the movie and the different scenes, and it was just it was great. I loved it. And and the last all all the stars was the end credit theme mm-hmm. for that movie, and I was I felt like I was you know Wakanda forever, man. Yeah. I mean that Wakanda just forever. I mean I was listening to it literally nonstop for. Mm-hmm. For like two weeks after I watched that movie, it was it was great. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to like cut you off or anything if you've got honorable mentions. Yep. But so that was one of my honorable. Well, the Black Panther soundtrack was an honorable mention for me. I must admit, I have tried so hard to get into all my star, uh, all the stars. Wait, all the stars. All the stars. All yeah. the stars. And I just it just doesn't like hook me. But like other things on that soundtrack, like Killmonger's theme is mm-hmm. like still gives me chills. Yeah. And like the sound, the just the 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 tone and the 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 musicality of that soundtrack did such a good job of um, building like the b- building building like the soundscape of this world um, or th- this 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 country this yeah. fake country um this fictional country um it, it really it really was the the dichotomy between the music in like wakanda mm. and like um like the action scenes that were like placed in sort of like more uh like i think it's contemporary london i don't remember um like where, they, where they're going to intercept a deal i don't know oh but yeah, the, the, yeah so there's like bang there's like banging hip-hop for like mm-hmm. those those like three like three tracks versus like this sort of um, ambient classic like um, uh, sort of like um, more like music inspired like modernized music inspired by African um, like like uh, tribal like the tribal sounds. yeah yeah like yeah. tribal 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 sound lots um, of drums lots of percussion yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was in, in, incredible like there was a lot of really really um, good stuff in there that, that was one of my honorable mentions okay um, so for my honorable mention uh, I was going to go with A Star is Born um, oh, I watched from... it. Re- I watched it recently. Okay, um, but all of those songs—they were original songs—and I found out. I mean, I really like the music, but I found out that Bradley Cooper and—I mean, Lady Gaga is a, yeah. a great singer. Uh-huh. But Bradley Cooper sang all of the songs, huh. and he's a really, really good singer. It was very, very surprising, and that 
I mean, the fact that he was able to not only direct that movie, star in it, mm-hmm. and sing, I mean, I had to give him the honorable mention for that. But, um, yeah, it was yeah. it was really, really, really good. I know you haven't seen it yet. But I haven't. It's, no, that, it's that, a really that, good movie. That, that ramps me up for it even, yeah. even more than I would otherwise. It's yeah. very, very impressive. Um, okay. All right. So I have, I have a couple of other honorable mentions. Um, so on the Black Panther theme, the other song, the other soundtrack that I thought had really, really good, um, musicality and, um, uh, like setting the tone, but was even a little bit more hip hop was the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. There were a couple really, really good songs. And I think that they did a very good job of painting, painting the life of Miles Morales, the main character from that movie. Um, and framing both the themes and the um, like actual scenes individually. Um, of the two, I think Black Panther did it better. So I don't think Spider Verse would have ever beaten that for me. But then I've got so I've got one one weird honorable mention. Um, okay. so did you ever play Donut County? No. Okay, it's this weird game where like a raccoon is swallowing up the world into little holes. It's very strange. <laughs> But the the soundtrack is awesome. It's like mostly ambient video game music, but okay. it's just like it's great like background. Yeah. Like um it does a really good job of like sort of like putting you into this sort of quirky mindset. And I just like it. It's okay. it's good it's good music. Um and then from Mary Poppins Returns, Ooh. uh my favorite like song to just go back and just like listen to is uh Royal Dalton um Music Hall. Which is like sort of this version. This one's kind of like super califragilistic. Okay. It's a lot of really, really complex lyricism and like some some like kind of quirky like um, uh, overacting and over singing in the song, which I find enjoyable. Um, but so even though I liked that song a lot, my actual um, uh, best song uh, goes to a different song from Mary Poppins Returns. Um, the place where the lost things go, which, so we both chose, we both chose actually Oscar nominated songs for this, for this category, but, um, in particular the reprise. So, and, and it's a little bit unfair because I'm kind of giving it to the scene as well as the song, but there's this really, really poignant touching scene where the, the father in the movie is basically breaking down. He's realizing that like, um, sorry, weird sound, um, (laughs) that, uh, that like everything is falling apart around him and, uh, his children have just caused like sort of a stir and he, he, he sort of, he sort of snaps at them and then he immediately realizes that it's, it's him. And then his kids bring him back down to earth and, and, um, they reprise, reprise the song. And, um, it, it was the, the, it was the most emotionally touching scene. Mm. Um, and it wouldn't have worked without the music. Right. And, um, and for me, that was, that was the, the song that hit me the hardest and stuck with me the most. Uh, over the year, even though overall I wasn't blown away by the Mary Poppins Return soundtrack, did, it's on my list of movies to see. I I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, it, I love the original. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, you know, I really really like Emily Blunt. And yeah, I, she just she's a great actress, and um, so I was hoping for good things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it sounds like it's a uh, good movie. Uh, it's I, I it's not... absolutely a good movie. All of the songs work within yeah. the um thing uh, within the movie very well. But there aren't, with the exception of Royal Dal- Dalton Music Hall, there aren't really a lot that I want to sit and re-listen to, and mm. that's a shame. Especially because I'm normally like really into yeah. musical theater, and like right, Mary right. Poppins is like yeah. basically movie musical theater on the screen. Nice, yeah. Uh, okay, so now let's get into some of the meat and meat and potatoes. Let's go yep. right into best um, uh, favorite actor, favorite performance. 
Um, do you want to go? Yeah. So this might be a, a point of contention for some moviegoers and mine is also contentious. Movie enthusiasts, but I uh, my best actor uh, or favorite actor uh, selection goes to uh, Rami Malek. Okay. Um, for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Uh, I am not going to go into the movie because I know you haven't seen it yet. Uh, you're not going to spoil it. I know what happens. Right. But, you know, it's it's just... It wasn't... It, it was an entertaining movie, but it I don't think it should ever be in a best picture best Okay, picture so this category. is the one that you're a little bit um, yeah. more contentious um, on. So I know that... You know, it's in it's it's an Oscar. It's Oscar. It won the Golden Globes for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It it's Oscar. It's nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been in either of those categories. Okay. It is an entertaining movie, but Rami Malek, he's the MVP of that movie. I don't think the movie is is uh, as enjoyable if he if his performance um, if he didn't perform the way he did or if mm-hmm. he wasn't. Uh, cast as um, as Freddie Mercury. There were there were certain scenes where I thought I, I couldn't tell if I was seeing like if I was watching Freddie Mercury or mm-hmm. if I was watching an actor play F- Freddie Mercury. And uh, I mean the the way he navigated those those prosthetics that he had, mm-hmm. uh, it it was just it was amazing. And he's the only reason to watch that movie in my in my opinion he's the only reason to watch the movie um he just but he he did such such an amazing job do you um, think do you think his performance is what pushed it into the best picture categories it, it may have been mm-hmm. i mean he definitely deserves the best actor okay. nom- yeah. nominations that he's gotten and the win that he got for golden globes um again i haven't seen all of the other um you know i haven't seen half of the best picture uh movies to see how those actors did yeah i think a lot of them are also up yeah, for best actor yeah. uh oscars so um you know i would imagine that christian bale is up there with his yeah i'm pretty uh, excited for vice yeah i i really want to see that and i mean christian bale's always been a uh, one of my favorites mm-hmm. um and then there's also it's uh, weird to think that like the first thing that i really was familiar with him from was american psycho i know that's like i know but so like that range ago. you know he goes from that to batman mm-hmm. to dick cheney yeah. it's 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 amazing the fighter and, and then the there's a whole in the prestige jesus he is such a wide range he's he's great um but again i haven't seen vice and i haven't seen some of the other ones so um my honorable mention would have probably gone to Bradley Cooper out of the ones, you know, out of the movies that I've seen. Because I think he did just an amazing job in uh, in The Star is Born. But I I wanted to watch every single scene that Rami Malek was on. Yeah. You know, when, in the movie. Whenever he was on screen, I wanted to watch. And uh, I feel like for that reason, it was... It was I think an easy choice for me to make him uh, to give him my best uh, or favorite actor yeah. award. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that all sounds really good. So mine was not an easy choice. Okay. I, I feel very good with where I ended, and I think most I think probably maybe even maybe even most people will disagree with me, but I I feel strongly about why I chose this person, uh, and I'll get to him just in a second. I want to give two two quick honorable mentions. So one. Um, Lakeith Stanfield from Sorry to Bother You um, is like this weird little anti, maybe not even anti-cap, this weird movie um, talking about capitalism um, 
And I think he, he just does an incredible job in the role. If you like sort of strange movies, um, I highly recommend Sorry to Bother You. Very good. Um, and Is I, he the guy that's also in Atlanta and he was in Get Out? He was in Get Out. I don't think, I think he's in Atlanta as he, well. I can't think of who he would he was in he's, Atlanta, but he's like I the third dude. Do you, do you remember? Sorry, I've is, only seen season one. Uh, so in season one, do you remember when he takes him takes a uh, Donald Glover to the he brings the dog? They have that King Corsi or King Corso, that big dog. He's like, you want to make like two uh, six grand yes, or something? Yes. Oh, yes, he That's was. Him. Okay, you're yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So all right. I compl- yeah. yeah. And then he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. We'll yeah, come we'll, back in like four months. Four months. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell the puppies. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I want to give uh, Michael B. Jordan big shout mm. out for Black Panther. I think mm. uh, I, I I I've heard um I've heard the argument that. The um uh the 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 scene in Black Panther where Michael B. Jordan's character Killmonger Eric Killmonger um, confronts his uh, uh, has a vision of his father played by Sterling K. Brown. You may notice um, that I like Sterling K. Brown <laughs> is one of the best, um, if not the best, scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And while I'm not sure I ex- immediately agree. That's not a crazy... I, I don't think that's a, a hard position to defend. Right. It is an incredible scene. Um, and uh, Michael B. Jordan has come a long way since uh, Fantastic Four um, in oh, terms man. of his Marvel... Uh, or in, in t- Well, I mean, actually, yeah, his Marvel performances. But, I mean, it just goes to show how important a director, like a good director and good writing is. But um, he, he steals the movie. Um, and he does not ever return it until yeah. he, he's he's down. And I feel bad. I, I almost feel bad for Chadwick Bosworth because he's uh, like just just he he does a very good job. Uh, Chadwick Bosworth plays Black Panther. Yeah. Um, he does a very good job, but he's just 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 Michael B. Jordan steals every scene that he's I in, know. start to yeah. finish. Absolutely. Okay, so my actual choice for best actor, and and bear with me, I'm going to walk through this before you burn my house down. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually want to give it to uh, some. My maybe favorite is a more accurate, but I'm actually going to make a claim that he he did an incredible job. Um, I'm going to give it to Josh Brolin from Infinity War. He Ooh. plays Thanos, and there's a bunch of reasons why I feel this way. <laughs> so um, I think that I think that to Reduce a uh, performance to just act how good did an actor do. You can make um, a strong case that almost all of the acting decisions are a combination of the actor and the director and the writing. And I, I think that's broadly true. I, I don't think that's unfair. But I think that Josh Brolin was fighting in a, a huge uphill battle in this role. And he still not only, I think, portrayed one of the most satisfying arcs for any character in the seven, 16, 16 or 17 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the broader superhero movies um, and acting more generally. But I really don't think I've seen a performance this um, viscerally enjoyable since Heath Ledger. Um, mm. So, okay, so let me, let me walk through some of my logic. So first of all, in terms of just um, pop culture impact, I think that the Infinity War, in Avengers Infinity War, um, has created has, has created Thanos already as um, an iconic 
fill-in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this these 16 movies. I think we've basically seen a, a generation's Darth Vader um, come out of these mm. movies. And I don't say that lightly. Um because there are uh, so uh, because there are so many incredibly good actors who have played villains in these movies, these superhero movies, and done very little or nothing, or 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 not touched me emotionally in the way that Josh Brolin does. In in particular, the the scene that comes to mind is the forging of the Soul Stone, which um, I don't think it's a tremendous spoiler to say that. Yeah. Um, say what's happening, but if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, <laughs> feel free to jump ahead. Um, but um, in this yeah, scene, stop the podcast right now. Right, go, and see go watch it, and then back. start the podcast back up. Um, but but this this stoic, um, strong, powerful individual realizes. So when he confronts um, the realization that he has to sacrifice his his daughter, his adopted daughter Gamora, um, and you. Almost every villain should play this scene. Every actor would play the scene as just sad and, um, you know, like sad and stoic. Like, ah, I'm so, I'm driven by my mission. Um, and Josh Brolin legitimately brings forth enough emotion that I question whether or not he's going to do it. Um, and I, 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 I really questioned whether or not he was going to sacrifice his daughter or try to come up with some other way. Um, and... The, the turn from just the moments before and the moments after he realizes that he has to give up the only thing in his life that he loves for what he truly believes is his purpose, his, 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 to save trillions and trillions of people, he has to give up his, own, his only opportunity at happiness. Um, that, that, that landed for me. And, and I think he's, and it landed for me, and that's shocking because one, He's a CG character, so he's doing motion capture for his face. So like you mentioned with um, Rami Malek, um, dealing with prosthetics, yeah. he's dealing with acting through a computer, through, and it's he's still able to portray this, this intense emotionality as well as having a broader character arc. And to, to demonstrate, or I, I think to make more of a case for why this is not easy, um, I propose to you that other character, other actors who have played villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are not slouches, um, and yet they have not touched me anywhere near this hard, this effectively. Um, so some other actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who have played villains are Mickey Rourke, Robert Redford, Sam Rockwell, Kurt Russell, Jeff Bridges, Kate Blanchett, and Michael Keaton. These are all really good actors. Between the entire group of people who have played villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are seven Oscar winners and 18 Oscar nominations amongst mm. them. So we're dealing with a really high caliber of actor. This is not like, it's not like just anyone can do this, but it's really hard to play a villain, play a villain convincingly. And I think that this goes to why I think Eric Killmonger, um, played by uh, Michael B. Jordan, was such an effective... This is a good year for Marvel villains. Yeah. Um, why he was such an effective character because he he really makes you he draws you in he almost he he brings you into his cult yeah. and that's incredibly difficult for these characters so no it's fine so my my only issue is that i would say that it's easier being a cgi character because they can manipulate uh-huh i think the emotions and yeah he, he, his facial capture um, which is weird because I didn't think Thanos looked like him at all. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I Which agree is that really he's, weird. He's acting um, through. I thought it was they were basing Thanos' face off of like Michael Chiklis. He does look kind of like <laughs> which is really weird. So um, the comic version, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think that would be the only. Um, I, I mean, I agree. He did an amazing job, just with even just with his voice. You know? Yeah, his. You can. His, I mean, he basic all he has is his voice, right? And his eyes. Yeah, and that that's really all he he has so i actually i i actually would argue the opposite that that okay. having that cg actually makes it much much harder and as evidence to that i would propose that i i i think maybe gall andy circus's Gollum might be the only other yeah. person who has received an oscar nomination for acting as a cg character mm-hmm. um i i don't even know if he was nominated I don't think he was. I don't think so. I think he was. So I would, uh, yeah. So I'd propose that yeah. there have been a lot of these people and none of them have come, none of them have gotten mm-hmm. there. I actually think, I think it really does make it a lot harder because you get that uncanny valley effect and because there's little things that you can't do. You can't like manipulate your cheeks and just, you, you, there's right. little tiny nuances that are lost in that process of translation and. So I, I think it's even harder. Yeah, I think my my only thing is that I'm I'm comparing like that villain to you know we we're talking about Kingpin. Yeah, and like how Vincent Dino, uh, D'Onofrio 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 was able to was able to do that without the CGI. I think. Well, but I, right? but I think that that's maybe, my point. I yeah. think I think that I would predict that Josh Brolin would do it even better without the mm. CGI. Okay, I and see. And I think I that Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. would have had more difficulty right. coming through a CGI. Got it. I think he would have lost a lot of it. Like I even, was not expecting that was that's a good one. I, I was not expecting that. I thought about it for a while, and it, it kept coming back to it kept coming back to the a combination of the pop culture impact and which, admittedly, is a little bit less the actor. Yeah. But as I started to really think about, like, okay, like, is is this just me liking the movie? Um, and liking his character in the movie, or is it, um, is it really that you know? I, uh, like the, the thing that really pushed me over the edge was realizing because th- there are a lot, there are a lot of people, a lot of actors on this list who have had at one or more strong emotionally touching scenes. Yeah, that, that's not like that's not hard to come up with in in a, a good year. Right. But the fact that I mean, like the. Thinking about how hard it is to play a villain in a superhero movie where they're, you know, they're always these campy, like forgettable, like the only other person who's done it really, really well, or the only other person who's knocked it out of the park is Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. And then I think Michael B. Jordan may be in that category. Yeah. And there are a couple, there are plenty of people who have done an adequate job or a good job, but like really, really bringing it home. It's like, it's these three for me. And... I, I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's not that I, I don't want to say it's not that hard, but I think it's easier to take something like um, a char- uh, like uh, the theory of everything is a good example mm-hmm. of this. I think like Eddie Redmayne did a great job, but he did a great job of taking someone who existed and had human emotions right, and right, right, right. taking your life experiences and projecting them into that person to have an emotional resonance. Right. And I think there's a lot of subtlety and difficulty in that, but then. To try to do that with something with a uh, 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 with a mindset that is so 
foreign to your the way that you think about the world and then bring people along with you i mean it killed he right like it killed Heath Ledger to get literally like like (laughs) literally killed died yeah and then even someone like like um even Michael B Jordan as Killmonger like while he he uh, the character he's playing Killmonger is sorry such a goofy name comics but the character (laughs) he's playing the character he's playing is just kind of like the same logic the same kind of thought process that a normal person may very well have turned up like turned up to 11 whereas like a Heath a Heath Ledger playing the Joker is just completely orthogonal to reality right and like Josh Brolin playing Thanos is just really really just just complete has has disassociated with the individual in favor of the 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 larger picture and while he's admittedly doing something that is inappropriate for the larger picture he's trying to kill people to save picture from his mind he has perfect clarity but he is also completely completely broken away like gamora is his last tether to individual personal love and it it snaps away and i think i mean you touched on josh brolin kind of making this character because there isn't really something for him to... There's, there's the, nothing. The comics says... I, I love the comics, but the, the character is very, very one note in the comics. And I guess that that would be a criticism of my pick, Rami Malek, because literally you have so much available where yeah. you can easily... Uh, maybe, you know, not, manufacture, maybe not easily. Not easily I, I don't want to downplay manufacture. His... Yes. If you look somewhat similar and if you get the right prosthetics, you can easily yeah. uh, or somewhat easily manufacture this character and and all you have to do is copy their yes. their mannerisms like yeah. you don't have to create something and that, that that's different. very, so I, very yeah. yeah that's very difficult and I, I don't mean to in any way downplay that and that is incredible that that yeah. that kind of thing can happen that uh, but it's a human playing a human whereas this is right. a human playing sure something else and making it somehow feel human feel right. both right. alien right, right. and yep. human mm-hmm. exactly so that's my that's my contentious crazy pick. Nice. It turns out I watch a lot of superhero movies. So <laughs> this is the thing I think about. Doesn't everyone? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, clearly. No. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So let's go on to actress. Um, should I should I jump right in and? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so on the other side of the coin, um, while I chose, um, I think a very very contentious pick for best actor. I think my best actress choice is much less contentious. I want to give a shout out to Constance Wu from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Um, that movie was so much better than I expected it to be and she was a large part of that. She had like three scenes that were just knockouts and um, her her travel from uh, the depths of tremendous despair to like her heights of victory was um, really, really night and day. Um, I wish I knew more about Chinese culture so that I could understand more of the subtlety of that movie. Sure. That's how much I liked it. I, I, I haven't seen that movie yet, but I, it was like, it was between that or Mission Impossible Fallout? 4 or Fallout. Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Fallout was also really, really good. Yeah. And actually, can I can I just retroactively add yeah. Tom Cruise as an honorable mention? Because that dude's been doing this for, what, 35 years now? Oh, geez. I don't 30 know. years? Yeah. And he's still pumping out the hits, and he's still doing a lot of his own stunts. I mean, that dude, if we were going to give him, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Like, he's, a life, he's, Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award for action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean his body his work act, is just so. His acting in, in Fallout was also pretty good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have 
probably gone that far. But like, if you're thinking about like the her, the holistic of like doing yeah. your own stunts, I, didn't you also direct it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I so, think he either I, produced I think, or directed. I, mean, I, mean, I know he produced it. I believe yeah. he, or I know his his studio produced it. Right. I believe he also directed it. But uh, yeah. Um, Sorry. So no, no, no. Yeah. No, that was good. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, getting back to actress. So um, I as I as I narrowed my list. Um, I realized that on my list of best actresses that I was thinking of, I had one actress on there twice for two different movies. And um, as I narrowed down, that that became the tiebreaker to me. So um, I would like to give it my my favorite actress performance this year to a, the hard, hard, hardest worker, two movies that I really, really loved start to finish. Um, I'm going to give it to Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns and also A Quiet Place. Um, I think that the, ju- just the fact that she was great in both of those movies probably yeah. paints the the, sure. the range of acting that I, I'm thinking about her. But I honestly, so Mary Poppins Returns had a lot of great stuff in it and a lot of stuff that I was sort of on the edge about. But Emily Blunt, start to finish every moment of her performance, I fucking loved. Just, yeah. just loved. And then in A Quiet Place, whether or not you feel strongly about... The decision to have a baby in uh, her fake <laughs> apocalypse. Sure, let's let's suspend disbelief there. Uh, but just the 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 emotion that she portrayed with no word, right? Like Mary Poppins is her portraying emotion and nuance with right. words, and A Quiet Place is her doing it with not a goddamn word because she speaks out loud, she gets killed. Um, I really enjoyed every moment of Emily Blunt being on the screen for me um this this year with yeah even including her performance on snl yeah i um emily blunt was my selection for for favorite best whatever you want to say okay. best actress we, we got uh, at least for, one for, that we yeah, agreed for, on. for a quiet place okay that bathtub scene when she's giving oh birth God. Oh. was just the most uh, just gut-wrenching gut-wrenching anxiety inducing um scene i've I've seen in 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 quite some time. Um, surprisingly, it wasn't my favorite scene though, which you know we'll we'll get to later. But okay, okay, um, all right, okay. Uh, but Call it ahead. was. But she's just she's she's great. She's uh, you know you, you touched on it already, but she's just yeah, start to finish, she just commands the screen, um, and to do it with you know without words, you know yeah. to her eyes do so much of the of the uh of the speaking and um, and her physicality I, yeah like uh, the bathtub scene is perfect for that the physicality the of down. her acting yeah. oh my uh, god <laughs> oh god the nail on the step oh. and then even at even at you know s- spoiler alert well i'm not going to spoil it too much but like even at the end when she realized that that there's a solution yeah just the look on her face just kind of yeah. yeah yeah the 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 yeah no she she uh, I'm excited I I she hasn't really been on my radar that much um other than because she's married to John Krasinski right. and I like John Krasinski uh and that's not to 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 reduce her as a person just mm. that's the thing I knew her from mostly um I'm really excited like for for more Emily Blunt okay um. Well, good, good. We got at least one. That yeah, we, we I'm half, I'm, yeah, I was, I, I was worried that we wouldn't. Be, I was, uh, I was okay with that. It would have been fine. Yeah, if, yeah. Um, but, but I was hoping we'd have at least one. Okay, so let's um, move on to our best scene. So uh, this one maybe requires a little bit more description. So um, 
and maybe we thought about this. I, I think we thought about this in probably the same way. So I, the way I was thinking about it is um, like an individual occurrence in a movie that happens from like point A to point B. So typically probably a couple minutes, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, but probably not a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. um, and probably definable as um, like if you said to someone like in a quiet place, the scene with the nail, right someone would immediately think right. of this scene broadly from like where it starts mm -hmm. to like where it ends sure um and this was harder than i thought this was hard yeah i i had a clear there was one there was a scene that popped into my head immediately mm -hmm. which i ultimately went with my honorable mention is a little i don't know it might be a little it might be cheating a little bit because it's not a, it's okay so uh there was a documentary that came out about mr rogers uh, yeah, you be my neighbor yeah. uh yeah um and it's it's a movie that kind of talks about his career and mm -hmm. they go back in time and kind of pull from different moments on mr rogers neighborhood and there was a scene which always gets me and i've seen it a couple times and every time i see it i just I get so emotional and I, I well up. Um, is a scene where he's outside of his house and uh, uh, this little boy um, shows up at his doorstep. It's, I mean, they're friends, mm -hmm. you know, because everyone's his friend on the show. Right. Um, and he's a boy who has a spinal condition, so mm -hmm. he's confined to a wheelchair. He's, he might be like six years, uh, maybe like between six and eight years old. Yeah. And, um, they talk, you know, he talks about his condition and, you know, his wheelchair and when he got his wheelchair and and then they start singing a song. Uh, it's one of his his uh, more famous songs about, uh, you know, why he likes you. It's, it's literally called It's You I Like. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sing it together and it's just the most heart wrenching. It's just so it's it's like so beautiful. And uh I almost made that my my best. It was it was close, but I didn't. Uh, but it's it's a great. If you have have you seen have you seen? Doctor I haven't. Harry? No, yeah. It's great. It's it's. I really, really like Mr. Robert. Yeah, <laughs> Rogers. <I'm sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a great great movie. Um, and uh, it get that that scene. It always gets me. I, I I could pull it on YouTube right now, and I would just be you know. <laughs> and. Um, so definitely go watch that. It didn't make it didn't make my best scene, but um, the one I chose was from this movie called Eighth Grade. Oh, I, that's on my that's on my list of things to see. Yeah. So Eighth Grade is this uh, coming of age adolescence uh, movie uh, about a girl named Kayla who's struggling. Mm -hmm. um, she's uh, in her last year of junior high, going to be in high school. And she's this quiet, awkward teenager. And there's this one scene in the movie. Um, well, first off, the movie kind of talks about how difficult it is, mm -hmm. you know, for a kid to who's already quiet and, and socially awkward to kind of be, you know, shifting from this, you know, from the end of this one period of her life into this new period. And... Uh, there's this one scene where uh, the popular girl in her school, um, her mother invites Kayla to their pool, this pool party that they're having. 
and um, the popular girl doesn't want her there because mm-hmm. they're not friends. Um, it's not like they hate each other, but they just they don't hang out. They're they're not friends. But she basically is forced to to invite Kayla, and um, she gets dropped off. And the scene starts with her walking into this popular girl's house. She sees everyone out like through the back door, just kind of uh, all out there by the pool. And she starts having this crazy panic attack. She goes into the bathroom and just starts hyperventilating, tries to keep get her composure. Eventually she goes, she gets out there, she calms down, goes out there. And then just the interaction with her and the rest of the the uh, the students and, and the girls uh, by the pool is just something that I, I, I could just so, it made me cringe. Um, but I was cringing along with her yeah. because I've been in that situation before. You know, I've I've experienced that where I was a super quiet kid when I was, uh, you know, uh, early on in high school and, um, uh, you know, around that same same age. And uh, I just knew exactly what she was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just I was kind of transported into 13, 14 year old me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Um but it made me it made me want to just be like to yell at the screen and say you know everything's gonna be fine <laughs> it's gonna be you know? yeah everything's gonna be fine um, but it just it just like it really spoke to me yeah it was just something that I I could just relate to immediately so for that reason I I, I picked that uh, that that the pool scene from from eighth grade yeah yeah that's that's um I I'm I'm excited to see it I, yeah. it was already it's on a my really list good of, like movie. things that I was pretty much pretty looking forward to but um okay so i have like two three four uh okay i've got four honorable mentions um one of which i'm not going to talk about because i've already talked about it so it's from black panther the scene where killmonger talks to um or or encounters his father um i'll try to go through the other ones pretty quickly uh so one is um you you mentioned mission impossible fallout um, the scene in the prison cell where agent, um, the American agent, f- figures out that he's been um, duped, that they've Ooh. flipped. Um, yep. That was like, I, I, I probably should have seen it coming, but I absolutely didn't. And I, I, I realized what was going on as the character realized what was going on, like in that exact moment. And it, it's just, just a great... Uh, I guess I'm kind of giving it away, but just a great <laughs> twist. Mission Impossible right. Fallout really blew me away. I didn't, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, I'm you, man, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I gotta go back and. Well, I've heard, I've heard such mixed things about the other Mission Impossibles. I saw the first one and I liked it. The first one was good because it was just like kind of groundbreaking. Yeah, I it was think, it, as far as like, it felt like a really good James Bond. Right, movie. right. Yeah. It was like a roided up James Bond. Uh, yeah. James Bond. Well, but also yeah. also kind of roided down because like James Bond by that oh, point had true. gotten kind yeah. of crazy. That's fair. Like that was the golden eye that's era fair. of that's like fair. like just spy cars that could like be spaceships. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, like like the um, the Daniel Craig stuff has been, I think, like pretty restrained by comparison yeah. to where it got to. Sure, uh, probably partially as a result of things like the Born I- uh, the Born Identity mm-hmm. and um, uh, Mission Impossible, like sort of grounding the series. Right. So that 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 switch, 
Um, the so I, I perhaps I am uh, a predictable human being, but the Infinity War battle, um, Battle of Titan. Uh, so that's the one with Doctor Strange and yeah. Iron Man, and that might be a little unfair because it's kind of like three scenes, but like that that cluster uh, is probably just the best superhero fight scene for the sake of a fight scene. Yeah, like um, I, I think I've seen ever. Um, it, I might be forgetting a couple. There, there are a lot of good ones, but that—that's yeah. That just, just, just people going all out, trying so hard, and still, still. Uh, I mean, like it's like like Thanos says, like to, to the feeling of knowing, uh, knowing that you have with complete certainty that you are correct, and still failing. And right. Like that that right. seeing seeing each of these people who you almost always see, you know, win. Like, they come out ahead. Mm. Not coming out ahead, like, losing one by one. Um, And then, okay, so I've got another one that's a really, really good scene, but also probably is has an interaction with the special specialty to me because I saw it on a really good date. Um, But so going back to Crazy Rich rich Asians, you haven't seen it yet, but um, the scene where um, her friend gets married is just truly and honestly one of the most visually and emotionally beautiful moments in a rom-com I've ever seen. Um, it really had a lot of tremendous resonance. The music is incredible. Uh, I would have I would have nominated the song that's um, playing in that in that scene, but it's a cover of um, uh, Can't Help Falling in Love. And it, it feels, it, it's not an original song and it's not really, right. I, I think you could have put a lot of really, really good music in there and it would have had the same effect. Whereas like, um, the ones that we were talking about were a little bit more irreplaceable. They were more like iconically of the movement. Right. Uh, but just in terms of emotional like peaks in movies, like if you want to see a good rom-com, that's a good rom-com. And that scene in particular just... Um, okay, uh, so that was a long... That was a lot of build-up to um, what I actually chose as my best scene. And again, it feels... Just a tiny little bit. Like I, I think you hit you hit this out of the ballpark with like one scene that was like really iconic for the movement. Yeah. Whereas I feel like mine is um, a little bit more of a cathartic end to this. It, it's the high point of the arc of the character throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they've been dealing with isolation and dealing with failure and dealing with wanting something but not getting there and being scared and happy and all of these and. And losing someone really, really important to them, losing the person that they look up to the most, and then realizing that they have uh, that they they have this person that they should be looking up to, their father, the whole time, and finally having and their father um, uh, tries to tries to connect to them again and again and again, and loves this character so much, but but finally the, the character realizes that that it's it's that's what they've been missing. Um, and in the process becomes Spider-Man. Um, so I, uh, so Miles, Miles Morales putting nice. on putting on his suit and coming to terms with who he is. It really feels like I've talked about how this has been a good couple of years for Spider-Man, and yeah. we now have three incarnations of the character. So the classic video game one is sort of like a classic Spider-Man with the Tom Holland young right. Spider-Man, and we now have Miles Morales who. I think might be my favorite Spider-Man. And that's really, 
and, and this portrayal because not not the the portrayal in the comics is fine but he's basically just black peter parker yeah miles morales in into the spider-verse really really differentiates himself goes off becomes his own person and it doesn't feel forced and it feels earned and it feels and even the things that are reminiscent of <coughs> peter parker feel different enough that they're they don't um it doesn't feel like derivative. It it's it feels like a reimagining of the character in the best possible way. And uh, I I seen like I literally choked up with emotion, and I can't mm. remember ever doing that for a superhero oh. origin story. You know, I was really worried about it being animated. Like I, I was too. I don't like. I, I was so down on it. Like animated superhero movies. It was an I, animated I always... superhero movie from Sony, who has not done a good superhero mm. movie in since so, spider-man yeah. 2 so i i haven't seen it yet oh I, yeah i actually oh, i just actually, spoiled I, everything i spoiled everything about the movie um but it's um i was very I, I i actually didn't realize it came out in 2018 it was like yeah, right it, was, end, it right? was like december 20 no no it was it was right it was the beginning of december because i went and in saw the beginning with, of the, okay yeah i went and saw it with friends here then I okay. immediately went back a week later and saw it alone. Mm. And then I went and saw it with friends on vacation. And that might be the fastest I've ever rewatched a movie three times. And I enjoyed it just as much. Yeah. I I didn't realize it until about a week ago that it actually did come out in 2018. So it's okay. But uh, go see but it. I, yeah, I have to see it. Yeah. It's it sounds I've heard so many I was worried about it and then I've heard just so many good things about it from so many different people i was i was also worried about it i also thought that the animation if anything would just make it not quite as good yeah and the animation i would argue so strongly elevates the movie okay uh especially because of the nature of so for those that don't know the broad idea and i don't think this is spoiling it is that there um one this one character is sort of slowly becomes um spider-man and um he encounters other Spider-Men from parallel alternate right. universes. And the animation style allows them to animate each of those types of Spider-Man slightly differently in a way that really gives them a lot of like tonal like pop. Mm. Like they, they're really visually interesting and they fit a little bit more with their universe in such a way that like they really feel out of place in his world because they are. And it, 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 it really highlights the theme in an in an effective way that I did not expect to be the case. And is is isn't it the like noir style? Yeah. Animation? So one one is right. Spider one of them is Spider Man noir if that's what you're asking. Oh okay yeah. okay I thought there was like a, just the style of animation that. It's whole... a little bit it's a little bit odd I I don't know if I've, I there's nothing that I can immediately point to that's like it's like that okay um it's sort of like kind of chunky and kind of jumpy and it's it's it it. it I don't know why it works really well, but yeah. it does. Okay. It could very easily not work, and it, right, it right. transcends that in a in a good way. Awesome! I'm excited to I'm excited to see it. Okay. All right. So let's we built up to to best to picture. The best picture. And this is a tight 45 minutes, right? Like we're, we're definitely yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I, we might be over, but it's fine. Uh. So do you want do you want me to? So I went last for scene. Do you want me to jump in right away? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um. So. 
so my runner-up was Black Panther this year. Um, I like I like superhero movies a lot. Um, and to me, the reason uh, I want to talk about this just a little bit, but the reason that Black Panther didn't get there for me is basically the third act. Um, I thought the first two acts of the movie were incredible, mm. and I loved everything that Kill that um, uh, Kill, Eric Killmonger, the bad guy, uh, does. I, I can't. It's it's a ridiculous name. Um, just Creed. It's Creed. <laughs> Creed. Yes. <laughs> Um, Did you watch Creed two? I've only seen Creed one, which was incredible. I haven't seen I lo- Creed two. It's on yeah, my list. I, yeah, Creed two is on my list too. I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't sure if you. It's seen, on your but list. it's been a good year. Sorry, we're uh, no, we just like you, you said. It's on your list it. too. Yeah, um, but um, Michael B. Jordan. He's Michael like, B. Jordan is good, doing it. Good year. Yeah. Good twenty eighteen. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. Good career. Sorry, good, cut good you off. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. This, this is the whole point of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so, so to me, it really, it, I, I, as much as I like superhero movies, I think it, I think the third act failed for me because it was a superhero movie because they needed to get like that big fight in that big war. And I think that instead of having the ideas of the movie breathe and come to fruition in that final piece, um, in a satisfying way where the, uh, where Chadwick Bosman, Bosworth, Jesus, wait, is it Bosworth or Bosman? I think it's Bosworth. God, I hope I'm getting it right. Um, Chaswick Bosworth's... um, uh, uh, Instead of having this nice... um, This culmination of Killmonger's radical expansionism... Bosman, my bad. Okay, just just here. Chadwick Bosman. Chadwick Bosman. Chadwick Bosman. <laughs> now go back and edit me saying that all earlier the whole time. Yeah. So instead of Chadwick Bosman and um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's two ideas about what to do with expand like expansionism versus isolation and sharing versus um domination instead of those coming to a really good culmination it sort of just resolved itself in a fight that i didn't think was particularly um satisfying for for the level the themes um i do think that once the fight ended it 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 has hit its stride again yeah um like once once chadwick bosman has sort of kind of come to the the position and then they're talking um it hits its stride again but to me that piece fell out whereas my best picture nomination i think is the a good example of what is a perfect superhero movie so uh just to the just to black panther i i totally agree with you i did not like that i preferred the first fight that they had yeah. over the last fight that absolutely they had. Like, uh, that was a much better. I thought it was such a letdown. Yeah, like the the ceremonial conflict of yeah, and and that worked perfectly thematically because Black Panther was unsure because he was sure. dealing with this this issue of like um his past right. uh, his past um all of all of the people coming be- all of the leaders coming before them really really focusing on isolation 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 and now he was realizing okay isolation isn't working we need to help the world we have all this right. power but he was unsure and so thematically he's defeated by the person who comes in and right. dominates him talking about domination yep. it's so good <laughs> and then and then the war at the end was just sort of like ah we need to have a big fight right um and it, it didn't even really perfectly map on to like the the war uh there's a lot of i felt like it thematically stumbled there right mm-hmm. whereas 
Um, so sorry. Uh, whereas my my choice for best picture, I think, is the perfect iteration of a superhero movie. Um, so I chose uh, Into the Spider Verse, um, which perhaps is not surprising after I just gushed about <laughs> the culmination of the movie being a perfect culmination of the movie. But I really do think that I would classify this movie as very close to perfect. I don't know. I mean, it, art is subjective, but in terms of the every decision, every moment, every beat, every nod, every dis, every everything in the movie holds together so so well to build on this theme of of overcoming and pushing and fighting no matter what you are fighting for yourself like like uh, sorry sorry um having having the self-reliance not to fight for yourself but to fight for others and to all like the, the i mean they just stated it a couple of times but like always getting up just just you're mm-hmm. gonna get knocked down you get back up and that's all you that's all you have to do and that's all you can do that's all right. you can do to keep moving forward um and i'm sorry i've now thoroughly spoiled the thematic significance but also um uh, a little a little tidbit one other piece is i cannot believe that we had two excellent iterations of kingpin this year and we did and they're different and i love them both know, right? and it's so good and uh into the spider-verse I'm I'm really excited to see how Sony messes up the sequel. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, so Kingpin was in into the Spider-Man? Yeah, the main the main villain in it. Oh. Uh, you find that out very yeah, very Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's a very different Kingpin than Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah. portrayal of the character while also working really well. Right. Like Vincent D'Onofrio is the Kingpin that could be in the real world. Right. Spider-Verse Kingpin is this is a kingpin that could only exist in a comic. Book. Is it like sim? Is it kind of like the the animated series? No, I would say that the animated, say that's more the like, animated series more is like more like a Vince, kingpin yeah. that you could really have. This kingpin right. is more like um, more like a classic supervillain in okay. sort of go- in that he is in some ways goofy, mm. but um, he's also terrifying and, and right. like very legitimately threatening and scary, like. Kids are gonna have kingdom. Yeah, really. I think so. I um, I'm excited to see it, man. Yeah, we had a friend uh, stop by the other day, and uh, she was saying she just loved it. I I cannot. I would not have pegged her as a as a superhero. Uh, This is someone who would enjoy a movie like that, but she she absolutely loved it. There are not a lot of movies that I would say like if your friends don't like superhero movies, they'll still they'll still like this and. That, to some extent that might be true if your friends if your friends genuinely dislike superhero movies this isn't gonna make them like it but if your yeah. friends are like sort of on the edge or like don't really particularly care for them this is still a movie that will hit you and it deals with interesting ideas and uh like themes of like um uh family and and um and and struggle and um losing people that you care about and and losing people that you look up to and having to continue on and it's mm. it's a good it's a good movie awesome uh so black panther was also a runner up for me um poor black so panther. i'm not <laughs> that, that's probably also going to be how it, how it, how know, it plays out but um so i'm not going to belabor what you've already said just because I, I agree with it um but my best picture selection goes to a star is born okay um, 
It was just, I mean, the chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga is just, <laughs> is just. Is that how you say it? I do sometimes. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Um, Bay once and Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. It was just, it's just such a the the chemistry between them is just so great. I mean, the the songs are really, really great. The movie is all about opportunity, someone who's kind of given up. Actually, I guess you could say that for both both characters, someone people who've kind of given up and they're they're kind of thrust into this opportunity that allows them to have sort of what they used to have in their career and in, in their relationships whatever um I'm, I'm not i'm trying to be as you know yeah no, i don't want to no. give too much away because i just leaned full into spoilers it was just you know the the scene where there's a scene where he or bradley cooper brings uh lady gaga up on stage that that was such a great scene and just like it, it just made me uh kind of similar to um eighth grade where i could feel like the tension i could feel the anxiety Mm -hmm. the excitement um and then the movie also talks about it's such a it's such a human movie Mm -hmm. like i don't think anyone could not uh relate you know i don't think it's completely relatable and i think that you know, not only are there these good moments, but then you also have these really bad moments too, where you're kind of giving up your personality or just who you are, uh, and and what values made you, you know, really do what you wanted to mm-hmm. do, like go into this yeah. into this field or this profession or whatever, um, and kind of watching all of that, watching the characters navigate all that and the tension that that brings between them. Um, it was just a really, really good, really, really good movie. Um, I don't understand how Bradley Cooper didn't get a Best Director nomination. I, I think he really deserved it. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for you to watch it. It's, it's yeah, really, it's a really good movie. Um, and obviously, you know, the music. I, I've already mentioned the music, but the music was just really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I watched it with Amanda. She was like crying with the songs because Aww. they're just so, you know, uh, they're so touching. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was a it was a good one. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, there's Black Panther. There's that. I can't. Again, there's some movies I haven't seen. Like I, yeah. Vice might be one that I would probably uh, add just because I love the hist- I love historical movies and I love uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. So I'm sure that would. You know, who knows? If I if I'd seen that, that may have been um, at the top of my list. But yeah, I actually pulled out. I, I made a list of things that I hadn't seen that I want to see, and things that I haven't seen that I don't want to see. Yeah. Um. And uh, I thought that might put into perspective some like like if someone's reading this and they're or listening to this and they're like, oh, well, like why why aren't you talking about Michael B. Jordan from Creed Two? Right. It's right. because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the things and I, I think we made seen, that clear at the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, These yeah. are just that from the movies that we've been able to see. But yeah, so some of the things that I haven't seen that I want to see, um, and that I think are 
probably would have landed somewhere on this list. Um, Molly's Game, which is an Aaron Sorkin with mm-hmm. Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Creed 2, I, Tonya, Paddington 2, which is supposed to be the best movie of the year. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody Vice, we've already talked yeah. about. Isle of Dogs. Um, Mandy, Bumblebee. Bumblebee is supposed to be really good. Oh, that's the Transformers, it's the right? the new Transformers movie. Yeah. yeah that would be interesting I to see about that, that. if that series is good. Um, and then Eighth Grade and Call Me By Your Name. Um, so those are like the ones that like, oh, and I, I want to see this, but I don't think it would have necessarily impacted this list. But um, have you seen any of these trailers for Anna and the Apocalypse? No. It's a musical zombie movie, and I'm going to really? see it. I'm really excited. <laughs> it's not a, it's not streaming anywhere yet, though. Yeah. It's still in theaters, I think. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I, I, there's some of those movies I haven't even heard of. Paddington 2. Paddington. <laughs> well, yeah, you told me of a fact. It's 100% earlier. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and jam to pa- Paddington 2. <laughs> There are probably some other random yeah. ones, but um, and then things I don't want to see. I don't, I don't, 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 don't DM me. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't care about Cloverfield Paradox, Hotel Transylvania Three. I'm pretty sure is terrible, and I, I, I try really hard not to pass judgment on things that I haven't seen, but I'm willing to throw Adam Sandler yeah. under the bus. He's just been doing garbage for so long. Um, Slenderman. I don't really want to see Venom or Aquaman. Um, I mean, like. People have so I've, people have kept telling me that like they're both fine. I, I watched Venom. It's a it's it's a decent movie. That's it yeah. wasn't like you know it shouldn't be in any awards yeah ca- awards categories. Yeah. Uh, we had like four knockout yeah. superhero movies this year. Like and I, I'm okay. Or three three. Yeah, I, I was fine on Ant Man and the Wasp, but like, I think it was a cool. I think it was a cool. It was cool that they made a movie about Venom, because I mean, I, I guess he was in the Spider Man three, the Spider Man three, the bad right? one, the bad. One. Um, so it was kind of cool to see a standalone Venom movie, but Venom is cool. Yeah, just, I mean, like, I whenever I would play Spider Man versus Carnage or yep. just Carnage was it Carnage? Yeah, it was called Ma- Carnage, Maximum right? Carnage. Maximum Carnage. Whenever yeah. I would play Maximum Carnage, I would play as Venom. Did you have the red cartridge? I think I did for yeah, Sega, right? Yeah, Super Nintendo. Oh, the red. I had it for Sega, so okay, I don't right. think it was red. Yeah, now Super yeah. Nintendo had a red one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we right. got. So our last. We, we have no, one go. last. You we go. have one last category. It's a special award. Right. That uh, that we came up with. So we've each chosen a category that we gave an award to um, a picture for. Um, this is the movie category, but the other person doesn't know. So Nevin doesn't know what mine is, and I don't know what his is. So as we reveal them, the other person is going to scramble to come up with what movie they would give that category to. All right. So I will. I'll start. Um, so my award is called the best snub of 2018. Okay. And I'm going to give that to... Wait, wait, sorry. So is it the is it a good movie that was snubbed or a or like a good snub? Like an effective oh, snub? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a good movie that was, was snubbed. snubbed. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I'm going to give it to Won't You Be My Neighbor. I, okay. I touched on that it wasn't nominated a little bit ago. For best. It was not nominated for best uh, documentary. Okay. Which is I when I saw that I was just flabbergasted. I just didn't understand how because it was one of the best documentaries. Literally, it got critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also celebrating a guy that I think all of us should try to be like, especially in today's political and social climate. Um, 
so for for the academy not to not to uh, um, uh, take note of that or nominate it uh, was I think a huge uh, a huge snub on their part because um, we should be celebrating a guy like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, no, that's that's a good like he's definitely and and like that's also like appropriate for the kinds of things that they get really really excited about like. They like the 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 academy is always like really into like people who like were like sweet. Of course, well. I yeah. mean, you know, they always want to be like these the the progressive, the socially progressive yeah. folks, um, and for them not to uh, acknowledge this movie was, I think, a huge um, a huge misstep on their part. Yeah. Okay. Because it right. was really great. I t- like I mentioned. I mean, it made me it made me laugh. It made me cry. It was just such a good movie, and it was so not only nostalgic, but it made me re- it reminded me of why everyone loves this man so much, and what we yeah. should try to uh, how we should try to live our lives. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I've scrambled. Um, I I think I think I've got a pretty good one. Okay. Um, so I I think this might not come to come as a shock because I've been talking about this person the whole time, but um, I'm pretty pretty upset that Michael B. Jordan wasn't nominated for best supporting mm. um, role for um, for Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I understand why Chadwick Chadwick Bosman um, <laughs> wasn't. I think I get that, but like. But it feels like was he? Wait, wait, maybe he was. Was he? He wasn't nominated for Creed two, was he? I don't think so. Um, nope. Okay, so definitely a snub. Um, I mean, I, I haven't seen Creed two, so I can't be as confident there. But yeah. he was. He crushed it as um, uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So my my category um, is best comedic moment in a movie. Um, so there were a lot of ones that I had to go through for this because even some of the more serious movies that I've been in, that I've been down with, um, have had pretty good moments. But there was one, again, I mean, like, I'm just really obviously a superhero guy, but there was one moment this year that really not only defied my expectations because it was a scene developing in such a way that it seemed very reasonable. It made sense within the zeitgeist of how superhero movies are going. And then it completely pulled the rug out from under me in a satisfying way that hit me like seven or eight times with jokes and just kept building and intensifying and strengthening and got better and better and better and better until um, until it, it, it finalized. So uh, the scene that I'm giving it to is in Deadpool 2, the helicopter parachute scene, where um, Deadpool has uh, arranged a group of um, uh, superheroes with him. And, okay, here's the spoiler alert. No spoilers. Um, he, so he, he, he spends, like, the first maybe, like, uh, a good 10, 15-minute montage building up, um, develop, getting these characters. And they're played by, like, real actors, like Terry Crews is one. Um, right, like Zazie Beats is one, like, uh, <laughs> like they, they. So he, he gets together this crew of people, um, and then they need to helicopter. They need to parachute out of a. I, I I don't remember if it's a plane or a helicopter, but they need to they need to parachute um, to uh, get to this base. Um, and uh, there have been three or four mentions over the last couple scenes about how it's been a very windy day and uh, parachuting during windy periods is but but like very subtly like you, you don't really notice like okay all right, it's windy whatever and then they all 
parachute out of the plane, and one by one they meet the most horrific, devastating deaths. in what what seems very clearly to be a movie where they're building up for like okay this is going to be the right, franchise right. this is going to be the team of like going forward and like like Terry Crews gets annihilated like a guy lands um the, one of them lands in like a, a helicopter's blades that are going one of them lands in a wood chipper it's like power wires yeah too, and, right? and then so, so hold on so one of them lands in a wood chipper um, and then another one lands near the wood chipper and tries to help the guy out oh of the wood chipper God. and gets pulled into the wood chipper. <laughs> and then the absolute cream, the cherry on top is one of them. Uh, so one of them, one of the characters is the vanisher and his power is that he's invisible. <laughs> um, and so it's just like, it looks just like a parachute, just right, parachuting right. towards. And he hits power wires and it's a blink and you miss it moment, but you know, but as he is being electrocuted to death, um, the actor playing the Vanisher pops into frame. You can see him for just a second as he's he's dying, and he's played by Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Yep. Oh like, my god! Like just like you have Brad Pitt in your movie, you that put him in so for great. less than a half a second, like That's literally really like two hundred milliseconds territory, like, uh, and you just kill him off immediately. And then the only two characters that survive are Zazzy Beats <laughs> playing Domino and and Deadpool, and the rest of the movie is just about that. Uh, truly, that's really funny. Truly, one of that's my favorite sequences. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna give it to so best comedic moment. So, so have you watched the movie Tag? No, Tag. So, so I I can't. I, I watched it a while ago this year, so I can't really pick on certain uh, scenes mm-hmm. or moments. But like the whole movie is basically a bunch of these types of similar similar moments so i'm gonna kind of talk sure. broadly about it I, I give you like a minute and a half to come up with this so that that's yeah. fair so uh tag, I, I had to look up who the nominees yeah, were so, for best. So, so tag is a movie and i think once i describe it you'll you you'll probably remember or have, like saw the trailer or sure. something um it's a movie that's inspired by a real life story of these friends who are like in their 40s um maybe 50s mm-hmm. And they, they started this game of tag when they were, I think, in, like, middle school. And they've just played it their, basically their entire lives. And so now, as they're adults, they spend one month every year where the game's on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they travel all over the country to, like, <laughs> find each other and, like, play this game. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so this movie, it was uh, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, um, uh, who's the guy that played, uh, who's that really handsome dude? John Hamm. John Hamm. John Hamm. John Hamm, and then there's the guy who plays uh, uh, Peter Parker in Into the Spider, who voices him. Oh. The older Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, from New who's Girl. Who's in New Girl, yeah. So he, um, he's in it, so it's an ensemble cast, <laughs> and... Just the the crazy sequences where they're trying to get so Jeremy Renner's character is like the only one that has been tagged in like years. Oh wow! And so they're trying to uh, to get him. So like they all basically team up together to tag him, mm-hmm. and just the scenes where he's like kicking their ass, like trying to avoid them, and like the slow mo scenes of like just their their jaws like going oh, in a different direction, and just them failing miserably. Um, it was just it was a really fun movie to watch. Okay. Um, and so I'd probably give it to to that. Just those scenes where they're trying to tag Jeremy the, the, Renner. The tag fight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, and the fact that it's a, it's a uh, it's inspired by a real you know these friends in real life are actually doing this. Yeah. Um, that made it even more fun. So uh, I'd, I'd give it to Tag. All right. I'd give it to those those sequences. I'll have to check there. that out. Yeah, it's funny. I it, like those. I like all of those actors. Yeah, it was really. Uh, that's part of the reason why I watched it is mm-hmm. because, you know, I yeah they're all great and they're all funny and um, the premise was interesting. Like I yeah. I hadn't heard of anything like this before. So um, yeah, so I'd give it to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was good, man. That was fun. Yeah. No. Always. Yeah. I it's, like I like uh, the ones where we like we get we get like we have like a game or some like uh, something that we like can both come to. Yeah, I think it facilitates a lot of stuff. I just wish I had seen. I I feel like my whole list was like superhero movies are great, but, but I mean, but it also was a really really good year for superhero movies. Yeah, and also I like superhero movies. Well, yeah, but. I can't. I mean, it makes me want to watch that movie even more. Like these yeah. movies even more. So I, I'm hoping that, you know, that's what we got out of it. And I'm yeah. hoping that the people listening also got, got you know, if, if they want. Yeah, it, it just there's so many good movies and still so many that I you know that we still have to see even from last year. I mean, there's some yeah. like the Oscar movies from last year I haven't seen a uh, scene yet either. So some catching up to do. But I think that was part of why we didn't do it last year was just scheduling and also. I didn't see enough movies. Personally, yeah. I didn't see enough of the movies to really make like a, you know. Yeah, so I went through and counted, um, and I have seen 16 movies that were released in this year, which actually feels like not that many, but like... It's a decent amount, right? Yeah. I mean, if it just I, I just like 2018 movies, yeah. you know? Um, oh, yeah, and I've definitely seen yeah. a lot of movies that were not. Because I, I mentioned when I'm traveling, like, I'll just put a movie on if it's a long enough flight, yeah. and there are movies that... You know that uh, I've seen from 2016, 2017 that I haven't seen yet, and then there's also stuff that I've decided to rewatch. You know, yeah. like I I'll rewatch. You know, The Dark Knight. I don't know how many times I've seen it, but I'll just like randomly if I feel it's, like it, I'll put it on. It's so a good, it's a good movie. Or just yesterday they were showing the Harry Potter series, so I started Sorcerer's Stone, and then but I've oh, seen yeah. those already. I, I haven't seen Crimes of Grindelwald. I heard I heard middling things. <clears throat> Uh, we watched that yesterday, okay. and um, it was good. Okay. It was good. I'm excited. It, it's it's one of those movies that it's a two parter yeah. that they just can't you know they have to do it. So I'm excited for the third part because I think that's going to tie everything together. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, it 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 left me wanting more, but it wasn't like. It wasn't that good. I, yeah. The first one was really good. I really liked the first uh, Fantastic Beasts. I, I liked I liked all of it until the, basically the end. I didn't like the way that the end kind of came yeah. together, but. That was great, man. Thanks again uh, to you. Uh, yeah. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, no, I I, I always have a fun time, fun mm-hmm. time doing this. Um, what should the listeners do, Charlie? Yeah, they should nominate that like button and yeah. let the subscribe button give a full acceptance speech, no matter how much yeah. music is playing. And uh, in addition, also, also be sure to rate us on iTunes because rating us helps other people find the podcast who might be interested in the same types of things that you're interested in. So Yeah, so like um, you tell three friends and they'll tell three friends and then they'll exactly. tell three friends. I mean, I've started going to parties and just uh, <laughs> it's forcing true. people. It's... I ask them for their phones and then I subscribe. I've literally seen him do this. <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Do all the things that Charlie and I said to do. And uh, until next time.
Class is dismissed. Should I do that in my Christopher Walken? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.